Welcome to the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. We're so glad to be with you for a couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom, Harmony, is here. She's got the hot pink glasses on today, so it's sure to be spicy. Well, you know, you got to brighten things up whenever you can. You sure do. Mom, saw you on the news again. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Repeat was, appearance. Hope? Well, it wasn't a re- It was a repeat it wasn't the same. Well, no, no. Oh, we understand. But, okay. You have plenty of content. <laughs> yeah. We understand. We New song, different day, yeah. same show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. No calls from Ellen yet, though. No, everybody on TikTok says, oh, Oh, your Ellen, TikTok yeah. friends say. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, know, but, she's here today. <laughs> right. Seriously. We're just so honored yeah. that but you're you know still what? willing to do radio here well, in the Twin I Cities. I thought about it this morning. But you know what? It was interesting because I had just posted a new one on TikTok. And one person immediately commented, oh, that just brought back such memories. It was so great. I'm going to go call my grandma right now. Oh, and, what's, mean, what song was it? T for Two. T for two? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, it does make you feel good when people say, oh, you've lifted my spirits. That's nice. You know, yeah. I just um, have a lot of pressure. To I'm curious how your things. TikTok experience is going. I mean, are you also learning dances? Are you following new people? Are you, um, do you have so any TikTok insights? Deal. I was following my two grandsons. Uh-huh. And I accidentally followed this other person, because she was following me and had done a duet with us. Oh, nice. And so I looked at it and didn't realize then that I had followed her. And then I felt bad. I didn't want to unfollow her. Uh huh. So those are the three people I follow. <laughs> and I don't really... Um, It was funny. My son was showing me that Mark Cuban is on TikTok. Oh, I haven't seen that. And he's like, look at his house. It's real nice. I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's the way I look at these people on social media. I want to see the house. I don't care about his dances. That's all I'm looking at. Right? Yeah. But it's all these funny videos of Mark Cuban doing the crazy dances that I still know with his his daughter and his wife in various big rooms of his. Do you want to do one with me? I don't. Okay. No, I really don't. Just I'm, trying to be nice. Yeah. I, oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate sure. the uh, the social media charity, but <laughs> I'll just stick with the uh, many channels I have going oh, currently. Okay. Okay. Um. So lots and lots of updates. Um, oh goodness! Yeah. For retail this week, good, bad, and some just I don't know. Um. So let's start with the orders that came this week from the governor. The new orders said that um, retail can open on Monday, this coming Monday, Mm -hmm. May 18th. This is retail in Minnesota. That means small boutiques that we've been talking about that have been not doing anything or have been limited in the last couple of weeks to curbside are now allowed to open. It also means malls are allowed to open. Now, there is a long list of requirements um 50 percent occupancy which how do they how do they keep track okay that's very interesting i had that conversation with a couple of people in the mall world and thinking about like so basically do your security officers become you know counters are you counting that one mentioned counting cars Cars yeah but but it's sort of like but you don't know how many people were in those cars there could be 10 people in a car And I mean, I guess they really have to go, you know, like each mall knows what the fire code says Mm -hmm. for their capacity. So they've got to base 50 percent on that. And that's got to be for the common areas. And then stores, you know, I think have to make the decision. Now, a lot of independent boutiques have already said, 
we're only going to allow two shoppers in at a time or, yeah. you know, or three or whatever. Well, They're in gonna... small stores, especially, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of interesting how they'll do that. They are required to have um, hand sanitizer at every door, which is like, OK, great. But you think about that. Think about that at the Mall of America. A mm. lot of doors, a lot of doors at the and, Mall of America. And... So the Mall of America has announced, and I give them a lot of credit, that they are holding off. They are not opening on Monday, even though they could. Yeah. It takes a long time to ramp up. They have oh to hire staff back. They've got to get, the you know. The size of that place. Right. right. So they are waiting until June 1st. But a couple of malls will open on yeah. Monday. The Galleria is going to open in Edina. Um, Rosedale Center is going to open. Interestingly, Simon Properties, which has been opening malls all over the country. Right, and they own Southdale. They tell me that they have not made a decision yet on their properties. Now, they own Southdale Center. They also own the mall in Duluth. Um, what is it called? Mill something Do in they Duluth. Still own and they still no, no, oh, no, no, no. That's a different okay. company. Ridgedale, I haven't gotten an answer from yet either. Um, Eden Prairie Center didn't know. Oh. You know, and in a lot of cases, it's like you call the local management and they're beholden to their owners, which right. usually is a national company. It's, it's very different. We hear, you know, Rosedale has a much more local feel. Galleria has a team. It's just easier yeah. to, to get answers from them. But um, Simon also owns the outlet malls, Albertville oh, and Twin Cities right. outlets and Egan. So no announcement from them as of yesterday. But the ones that are opening will also, like Galleria, will still continue their curbside yes. pickup as well. Yeah, I mean, all the reports that I'm getting, you know, a lot of a lot of stores are saying it's really working out well. I mean, yeah. that, that curbside has been a big boost to business, that it's shoppers like it, it's convenient, and yes. they plan to continue offering that. You know, when you were saying about the hand sanitizer, like at all the doors, at the Mall of America. That's great. They can do all that. How do they make sure that everybody really uses it? You know, there's no well, way right. to police people. And no. I guess that's no. that's always what is a little bit more I'm curious. And I mean, you know, it is radio, so you don't have to show your face. I mean, I would love to know how people feel. Will, will you go to a mall this week? How, how are, are you ready for that? Are you talking to me? I'm not talking to you because I know your answer, but okay. I'm, I'm talking to our listeners. I mean, I'm I'm really curious how people mm-hmm. are feeling. And I think much like the weekly dishers were talking before us, the Stephanie's, you know, it's like you have mixed feelings. You yep. you want to see these places be able to, you know, hire and put people to work and and, you know, and, and you want to get out. Right. People get out and you too. understand that. Yeah. But it's also like. I don't know. I mean, like you we don't, we, we do, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I read an article, I think it was written by a Vogue writer who had been on like a, a spring break, had been visiting her parents in um, Florida and then basically got stuck there. New York oh. shut down. And so she decided to stay and then she decided to stay and then she decided to stay. <laughs> and now she's been in Florida so long. She's like, I don't even I don't even know, you know, but she had gone things had boutiques had opened up for some like by appointment shopping like in Naples. Yeah. And she went, she decided to go to a store and she said it was like so disconcerting. She felt like she had to like relearn. Like it was so jarring to talk to somebody who she didn't know. She hadn't <laughs> had any conversations yeah. with strangers and it just felt 
so peculiar. And I think you do. There's something about like wearing the mask. I find this, you know, like you feel like you're sort of in your own little weird bubble in a right. way. I feel like I can't breathe in my yeah. mask. Yeah. And my glasses steam up. And it's, it's hard with all the face yeah, stuff. Yes. Um, Marianne is on the phone. Uh, Marianne, do you have a thought about going to stores? Are you ready for that? I will not. Just as Harmony said, they can put all the hand sanitizer out they want, but who's going to use it? That's Just the, like the mask. Yeah. I am not going. I will not. Thank you very much. <laughs> but how do you really feel, Marianne? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling. I, I appreciate that. I think, you know, it's, it's going to be that different is, for I everybody. Think one of the problems as we begin opening things is I, I trust that all these places are going to put you know, as much protection out as they can. And then, you know, it's like, how comfortable do you feel about people following yeah. the rules? Yeah. Um, I I will say, I mean, I could see it, it, when you talk about tiptoeing, because at some point we're going to have to, and I think it's just going to happen gradually, um, you know, that you feel comfortable, like, well, you've been you know, you've been spending a lot of time outside at home. And so maybe you'll start by feeling comfortable eating outside somewhere and then gradual. You know, I think it's just going to be a gradual yeah. thing. And same with shopping. And I certainly could see feeling comfortable at a boutique where, you know, the owner, right. where you know what they're doing and where it's really a small environment. And maybe it's just you and them. Um, Minneapolis St. Paul magazine put together a list of boutiques that are planning to partially open their doors this week. Um, like Surgeon Jane at 44th in France, you know, they said they have, they have this whole COVID preparedness plan and, you know, they're going to only allow one or two shoppers in their yeah. doors at a time. They've been doing a great job of take a hands off approach yep. and you know um bean and row same thing a lot of them doing really limited hours like bean and row said just 10 to noon um that's that's for seniors and high-risk shoppers just special hours for them but then limited hours all around um but a lot of stores plan to kind of, you know, tiptoe in Brightwater out in Excelsior. Um, they've been working on a campaign that they're calling Safe and Open. Mm -hmm. um, and that's several stores out in the Excelsior, Lake Minnetonka area, you know, kind of putting that together. What, so, what does it mean? Uh, you know, I was reading the article in Minneapolis-St. Paul about the Excelsior shops. And it says shop employees will wear masks upon request. Hmm. I don't know, um, because my understanding is, as far as the malls are concerned, they are required to. The, at the malls, visitors are required to wear a mask, and so are employees. Yeah. It's not really being left up to discretion, yeah. which is interesting because for the big box stores, it's been left up to them. Some have made the decision, like right. Costco, to require it, but they don't have to. And yeah. it isn't required if you've gone to Target or to the grocery stores. It's it's up to, you know, up to the individual grocery stores. You don't I, I mean, I think case by case, every every store can make their own decisions. Okay. But the if you look carefully at all of the rules that came out this week from the state of Minnesota, they say that for, you know, the malls to return, it's face masks required. Yeah. So it is interesting and, you know, speaks to the frustration that a lot of retailers have had about just feeling like they've been treated differently. Not like they want to do things that are reckless, but just no. feeling like it has not been an even playing field for them. And that's too bad. It's we uh, we will be right back. There was actually a really big store opening yeah. a brand new store <laughs> this week, a superstore. Believe it or not. We'll tell you about that next on Shop Girls. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. We were talking a little bit about um, stores that will be opening with um, new safety measures this week. If you have thoughts on that or questions, feel free to call us or write in at any point and we'll get to all that throughout the show. You can always go to MyTalk1071.com, click on the Shop Girls page, send us a note there. We'd love to know how you're feeling about things. You can also tweet us at Allie Shops, at Harmony Kaplan, or go to my Facebook page, um, AllieShops.com, and message us there. And of course, the number here is 651-641-1071. So Home Furniture has been planning a new superstore in Bloomington. Bloomington, right on 494, is actually the site of their very first one of their very first stores. And they weren't going to let the pandemic get in their way. Heck no. (laughs) Heck no. They have been building that thing and they opened yesterday. So so here's the thing. And this one has been a bit of a head scratcher. I've had some questions about this because home has been open for by appointment shopping. So has room and board at select locations and a few furniture places. And the reason why they've been able to do that is because mattresses are listed as essential. Well, I would think furniture and furniture is listed as essential. So they've been able to do that. So they opened. Obviously, it wasn't the huge you know, opening they planned. planned. It was quieter, Mm. but they did open yesterday a mega store, 215,000 square feet. It's their biggest one yet. If you've been to the home in Little Canada, where they have all the brands under one Mm -hmm. roof, have you ever been there, Mom? Uh, no, can't okay. say that. I don't know how to get to Little I, Canada. Yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> it's just north on 694. Oh. Um, it's similar to that, but even bigger. And it has home furniture. It has seasonal concepts. It has Dock 86, which is the discount brand. And then it has Gabbert's. Yep. So this is sort of the big thing, especially in like the Southwest Metro, because obviously, as we know, Gabbert's home, you know, is owned by home and has been added at some of the other home stores. But in the world of Edina, Gabbert's is the Galleria. Yeah. I don't know if everybody knows this, you know, trivia, this retail trivia, but Gabbert's is what started the Galleria. Absolutely. Do you remember that? Of course I do. You do? Yeah. I'm that old. Was it like fields all around the Galleria? Yeah. I mean, it certainly wasn't like it is now. There's been, I think, for sure, at least two. Forget about the hotel. I think there's been at least two additions. Yeah, but, well, but Southdale was already there when Galleria, oh, yeah. no, 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 but Galleria I mean, was built like 60 years ago. That's when it started. And the whole idea right? of yeah. it by the Gabberts was build a mall around their furniture store to drive more traffic. Yeah. And so Gabberts is the original anchor and has always been there and it is now going to be leaving the but gallery. What I think is so sad is that obviously it would have been, they would have had a, you know, clearance or whatever, but it's like, there's no goodbye even because right. well of they what's don't happened. they don't know um, yeah, I they, talked to them this week and home said they they still aren't sure they still have things in the Gabbard right. store at Galleria that they were planning to do like a floor sample yeah. sale and they haven't yet decided if the they're lease, going to- the lease ends in July for um, Gabbert's in the Galleria. Yeah, so they so, haven't yet decided if they will reopen to do a sale or not, but. The new Gabberts and their whole full line, you know, collection is at the home store, which right. is now open 
by appointment so, in and, Bloomington. And their limited hours, they said, are from 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday, and 11 to 6 on Sundays, and obviously all by appointment. And they stress that everybody, all the associates are required to wear masks. They'll have their temperatures taken, hand sanitizer available, the One, usual. Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I had a couple of quick conversations with Yardbird Furniture. Remember oh, Yardbird, right. you know, they're local. We did a show yes, there we did do a show in there. St. Louis Park. They... Fatima Olive was there with us. I oh, even yeah, remember she that. Came, right. Cause and of course you want to talk about beauty when you're sitting on outdoor furniture. Absolutely you do. And I was wearing my new green shoes from Rothy's. Oh my God. Oh, oh, Mom, that was like two years I ago. Know. How do you remember that? I don't know, but I do. That's scary. That is it? very scary. Okay. They're in a different location now, even yeah. I think from where they were then they were t- sort of tucked in the back of a, of an office park. But um, Yardbird has been going bananas. Like, more than a million dollars in sales per week. They cannot. Because really? everyone wants to be outside. They and can't they... sell the patio furniture fast enough. Really? Yes. And it's not inexpensive. No, furniture. but I think that what we're seeing is people are thinking, hmm, first of all, maybe they're feeling like those who feel comfortable spending right now, maybe suddenly they, you know, they're not going to be taking any trips this summer. The kids aren't going to camp this summer. They know they're going to be home this I summer. I bought a robe. Oh, good. <laughs> because just what you needed, Mom, was another robe. A zip robe. A zip Where robe. did you get this one? Well, I got it at Macy's. It hasn't come yet. Uh-huh. The thing is that it's lightweight. And so I really did need another one. They don't hold up real well. I mean, just to be honest, when yeah. you wash them and they get kind of bally and all that. Oh. So I really, and it was kind of a cute little pink print oh. number. So it's going to be your summer discount. robe. So yes. So that was my purchase instead of okay. yard furniture. When I come and peep in your windows and you're wearing the robe like all day long, I that's when I'm going to be worried. You know that. <laughs> no, I put you switch on. into your twin sweatshirt. We know that. <laughs> um, anyway. What I want to say about the furniture. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think, too, is, you know, like when the governor said small gatherings of like 10, I even, and you know, I'm a little paranoid right now. Yeah. But I'm also missing my family. Um, you do think, OK, thank goodness it's getting to be summer. And if you've got furniture in your yard, maybe you can at least get together with your family. Yeah. And so I can see, I mean, my husband actually for Mother's Day said our gazebo furniture is really old and bad and he's getting me new furniture. Oh, did you decide where? Did you find it? Not for sure. I have been on every patio furniture website trying to decide, but it's hard without sitting on it. Oh, hard by just going by the pictures. But yeah, there are a lot of, if anyone has found really good options for outdoor furniture, let us know. That's hard too. I did see some at Target. I actually did see kind of a love seat from Target that looked like it might be good. So yeah, there are that. a lot of a lot of options, local and otherwise, um, that you could order. But anyway, yeah. So Yardbird going bananas, and I've heard the same thing um, from you know um, playground equipment. You know, people oh. who do like backyard jungle gyms, trampolines. You know, anything you can think of that's like outdoor home entertainment. People, I mean, it's well, just it makes crazy. sense too because I I noticed I, you know you were saying at a park near you that they don't have the uh, playground equipment blocked off. They just have they signs. They just have warning signs. But we have, near us, the park, it's all like roped, roped off. off. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. too. Anne, Annie is on the line with a Gabbard story. Hi, Anne. 
Hi. I just want to tell you, 50 years ago, my parents would travel from St. Paul to Edina. We'd pass the movie, the drive-in movie theater on the corner of France and 494. <sighs> and then we'd drive past the gravel pit. <gasps> and then right. we'd get to the Galleria. They had a carousel horse in the kids' play area where you got to play and watch the TV while your parents shopped. Oh, and they gave wow. you hot cocoa. I love it. What an outing. Oh, good memories. And thanks for sharing that. That's great. That's a great way to go into the break. When we get back, we're talking to beauty guru Sue Remish for a look at what the future of beauty might be. Stick around. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Well, do we have a treat for you coming to us live from Ely, Minnesota? Ooh. It is Sue Remish. <laughs> with Hi, Sue. Sue, I can hear Hi, that you have ladies. a ponytail. You, you sound a little different now that you have a ponytail. My head is heavier. My head is heavier <laughs> for a lot of reasons. One that is not very positive is that my hair is now touching the my the back of my neck oh. which you know i i don't love oh i, I understand like a nice that short you're <laughs> yeah. a short hair girl sue how are yeah. things in in ely how's it been you know um things are are not unlike anywhere in ely you know it's it's a very uh trying time for this community you know these ely relies on the fishing opener and sure. people coming in and tourism and so you know, a lot of the resorts aren't opening this summer. They've canceled the Blueberry Festival, which I think was the right decision. But it's a huge hit to a small town. You know, yeah. it, it makes it a, a really trying time. And I'm hoping that, you know, the restaurants, of course, have all been shuttered. And everybody's got signs in their window. We love you. We can't wait to see you. So sure. right. we'll see how things how things open up here. But not, not unlike anywhere else in the world. You know, right. The well, well a little quick back. It. A little quick background for our listeners. Sue is a global beauty guru. She has worked with brands that you know and love and have used for years and years. We've had her on the show many times. She splits her time between Minneapolis and Ely when she's in town, but usually you're on the road. She's never in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been grounded since, <laughs> uh, since March, which I have to say, I haven't minded. I, if I'm going to be honest yep. with you, I have not minded. It's been really lovely being home. I think my husband and I have spent more time together in the last couple of months than we have our entire marriage. Which <laughs> and how's that? Really I hope it's good. It's good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I've heard yeah, that. And I, but, you know, Sue, I've heard that from a lot of people who normally travel a lot, that they really are enjoying being at home. Well, you know, when you travel as much as, as we do... When you're home, you're shoving every errand, every task, every phone call into one day. Like, I got to get to the post office. I got to get to the cleaners. I got to get to the store. And now, like, I can do one thing a day and still feel really confident that I'm going to get through my list. Right. Well, one thing I know you have been doing a lot of is following the the beauty industry and watching webinars and reading and thinking about how things change. And, of course, that's what you do as a consultant to brands. So yep. what are you thinking? What are, what are the issues that you're really kind of thinking through right now about the future of beauty and beauty retail and salons? 
Yeah, it's a it's a great question. So, you know, when you just look at the beauty industry, you know, beauty in general, whether you are a retailer or you are a salon or you are a freestanding store, has always centered on creating that beauty experience, right? Mm-hmm. That's what people come in for. That's what people are looking for. And close personal contact has always been at the center of creating these high-touch experiences. And, you know, I think that there's been a huge emotional hit to the public, to the consumer, not being able to go into a hair salon or go to a beauty counter. And, you know, we're thinking about that a lot. And, you know, every everybody who plays a role in beauty, whether you are standing behind a counter or you are a hairstylist or you are working in a store, everyone has always long understood the role that they play in people's self-care pampering, the community aspect of, of this experience. And it's certainly not lost on anyone that the responsibility now is going to be keeping people safe mm-hmm. when the doors open again. And so safety is really going to be the new beauty experience hmm. without question. And yeah. everybody's thinking about that. And yes, there are enormous issues around that. But there's also a lot of opportunity. And I think that all of the people I've talked to in the webinars I've attended, attended, I attend them all. Like I'm talking to saloners, I am talking to investors, I am talking to brands. And everybody feels, um, I think, really um, energized by the opportunity to rethink what this looks like. So tell us, what are the opportunities? So, well, first of all, before I talk about that, what Mm -hmm. I'd like to do and, and... I think it's really important for people to understand what, how to manage your expectation of what's going to happen when you go back into salons mm-hmm. and the retail store, because I think it's, it's, it's going to look a lot different, right? right? So, you know, in retail stores, I mean, retail stores will be offering curbside pickup just like restaurants have done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be here to stay. So I do think that is an opportunity. I think that what has forced us into this curbside pickup is going to be a real opportunity for consumers because it's just one more, you know, sort of point of convenience. Right. And so that is an opportunity. We stores would have never considered curbside pickup before. Why would you? You want them in the store, right? Right. Sure. But if I can drive by and I can quickly pick something up, then that's an opportunity. Um, you, there will be in stores at least, and a lot of the stuff that, that we're talking about right now, we're not saying it's going to be forever, but it's going to be the next for sure 12 to 24 months. Um, you will see no touch, don't touch zones in stores. There's going to be lots and lots of disinfecting. And I think the same, you know, the same thing you're hearing from grocery stores, please don't touch it if you don't plan on buying it is <laughs> going to be, you know, a, a really, you know, a rule going forward. So the opportunity is going to be then for manufacturers and for stores to really look at how they are telling their brand story and how they are communicating to consumers. So it used to be if you didn't have really strong at-shelf advocacy in these stores, you might have missed a sale. But now consumers are going to participate in really finding that information. So the opportunity is for brands to really retell their story digitally, social Mm -hmm. media, Consumer reviews, all of that is going to become critically important. Right. Consumer reviews are going to be more important than ever. You you think about, I mean, think about like going to a beauty counter. I mean, Sue, that's where you started your career. I mean, it's all about, it's the most high touch of experiences. It's all about trying and testing. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be, I think, one of the hits that stores take in particular is, you know, you are going to have smaller teams on the floors. There's probably in the short term anyway, not going to be beauty events anymore, which is such a buzzkill, right? Sure because is. that is the energy on the floor on a Right. Whether you're a department store or a freestanding store. Sure. Well, I mean, it's like it's like fashion shows, you know, it's like you don't need them, but it's the energy and it's the excitement and the vibrancy that it creates. When you walk through like even a Macy's and everybody's, oh, I think I'll just get my makeup done. And you see all of these people sitting there at the counter trying all of the different lipstick shades. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a while. That's going to happen. Yeah. But there's an opportunity in that. And I was talking to. One salon owner who started, um, you know, she was trying to obviously keep her her salon open during this time, and she was offering virtual classes for clients. So what she did is she called up, you know, 10 or 12 of her curly-haired clients. Hmm. She got them all together during a, a, you know, a Zoom happy hour, and she talked about highly textured hair, how to get the most out of your curls. And what came out of that was not only about $500 worth of product sales for her that evening, but it also connected her clients who had never met who felt like they were making connections with new friends. Mm. Curly so hair club. Interesting opportunity. <laughs> yeah, the curly hair club, which, you know, those curly hair go- girls, they're, they're a tight club, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out their curls. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest shift that you're going to see, and I don't, I, I think it's going to be a forever shift, is testers are going to go away. And that's really hard because beauty is a smell and sell business, right? Mm -hmm. And what testers were and what they will become, I think is going to be probably a long-term change. Only because, you know, COVID will end, but then when is the next virus coming? Or maybe COVID never ends. I mean, we have to look at those high touch points that are putting people at risk. And that is absolutely an area that I think is going to shift permanently. So. Sue, I know most places really are pretty good about, you know, you buy a shade of lipstick and you don't like it and they'll take it back. But do you think it's going to have to be more of that where where stores will accept returns since you can't try it at the store? Unfortunately, I don't. Really? <laughs> I How will they be able to afford that? The store. Yeah. I think, yeah, they can't afford it. But then so that's scarier the to make the purchase, too. Yeah, I think a couple things are going to happen, Harmony. I think that, first of all, manufacturers are going to be forced to really step up their sampling game. And Mm. so, you know, the only way that you can ensure trial is that if people can try the product, right? So I think you're going to see, especially online, I think you're going to go online, you're going to make a purchase, and they're going to say, pick two samples, you know, because they want to get that product into your hands. Right. And so I think that, you know, the smaller one-off retailers, they're just not going to be able to afford to take back things that people just don't like. Yeah. And so I think it's a big question mark of what's going to happen. Um, you know, they're, they're dramming, single use, those kinds of things. We still have to figure that out because obviously, you know, you can dram into small little containers, but is that really that safe and efficient? So I think testers are going to be a big question mark. I, I do think they're going to go away. I, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I just don't see how, you know, we can really continue to do it safely. And so I think like lipsticks, for example, you have a little lipstick card, you've got them in sample packs before where they're just little dots yep. and you can, and that's what it's going to move to. Right. That's a good um, idea. And fragrance so, could work that way. Yeah, fragrance, fragrance, and fragrance does work that way, right? Everybody has the little fragrance files. So sure. I think that's going to be a big, big shift. Right. Um, we're we're now, talking salons, to... Uh, 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I was just, for anyone who's just joining us, we're talking to Sue Remish, beauty industry guru. Um, her website is sueremes.com if you want to see what she does, Sue Remish Resources. We have just a minute, Sue. What were you going to say about salons? Well, salons are going to be a whole different um, game in terms of, of the customer experience. And it is, you know, depending on how big the salon is, who you are, some are going to require you to show up, show up with clean, dry hair, and you will be dry cut. Mm. Uh, color services will be washed out, and they will leave with wet hair. Um, salons that can afford to do it and are restricted by hours will be running two shifts. Mm-hmm. So this is going to put the salon at a reduced capacity. And partly it's because, this, you know, putting people behind masks and shields for 10 hours is just cruel. And yeah. it's, it's going to be really hard on the stylist, you know. Yeah. You will be wear, required to wear a mask. Your stylist will wear a mask. No waiting areas. Virtual check-in, virtual check-out. Can't bring your kids to the salon anymore. It's going to be a big shift, you yeah, know. For sure. And, but stylists are the most resilient human beings on the face of the planet. And so, you know, they got into this because they love people and love their clients. And they are very excited to open their doors and welcome you back. They'll figure it out. Absolutely. So many interesting things to think about and talk about. And I think focusing on the the innovation and coming up with new solutions is, it's really cool opportunity. Like you said, Sue, it's so good to hear your voice. Yeah. Thank you for, and Harmony, can I just say your weekly song and dance show with your backup singer, Joel, has <laughs> been my self-care during quarantine. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Bringing back all my childhood favorite songs. Get in the rinky-dinky-dink being my most favorite. Thank you. Well, thank you. You've made my day, Sue. <laughs> so good. All right, Sue, it's so great. great to talk to you both. Thank you thank for your you. expertise. As always, we will be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway right after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom, Harmony, is here with me, and so is Hope, our producer. Um, it is time to take a look at the trends, really just scratch our heads and say, whose look is it anyway? Give me she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the Shop Girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? How many articles I'm seeing? I mean, I realize it's that time of year when you normally would be thinking about your swimsuit game. And some people would, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, but like all these new trends, and I and obviously they were set before sure. the pandemic. But like, I don't know who needs a floss bikini right now. <laughs> or ever. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe I mean, this maybe is my personal that's bias. The real question. Yes. But it does seem to be a thing. Um, it's a major bikini trend. And they this um article in Who What Where was saying it's kind of the summertime version of last year's floss heels, which basically it's a bunch of tiny strings that are wrapped around very various parts of your body and they kind of crisscross to my way of thinking, first of all, it's going to make a great tan line. I mean, literally yes. these crisscross everywhere. Well, I just, here's my, <clears throat> I just feel like this is one of those trends that you see a photo of it on some 
you know, zero fat model yeah. who has like, who's like six foot five. And so her torso is like longer than you or I are from head to foot. <laughs> right. And you see these like string crisscross. And I'm thinking on a normal person, you put all those strings oh, across me. Goodness. You're just going to have like other things like bubbling over it. <laughs> you're gonna have, yeah. Like this is just not going to yeah. work for no, most of I, us. I, or for I, me anyway, it's not going to work. Definite thumbs down. But I also think it's really, you know, we've seen such, creativity and ingenuity with this pandemic and you know people come up with things you think oh you know wouldn't have thought of that so the newest thing is a trikini for beach fashion a trikini trikini. is that for the new weight that we've put on while quarantining this would be a bikini with a matching face mask because Uh. even if you go to the beach you're still going to have to have the face mask and there is an Italian designer who has a wonderful name. It's Tiziana Scaramuzzo ah. or something like that. And she owns Alexa Elexa, E-L-E-X-A, Beachwear um, in Italy. Mm-hmm. And she said she first made this pandemic safe outfit um, just to keep spirits up in her hometown. And she was just kind of joking with her family about it. But she posted images of her daughter wearing this, mm-hmm. including, you know, cute print suit with the mask. Um, and she did it on Facebook and the orders came flooding in for mm-hmm. this. And she said, you know, she thinks people are just liking the bright patterns and it's making them happy during this. She didn't say how many orders she's gotten or how you avoid the funny tan line that you have when you wear a mask. Yeah. Well, but um, maybe it doesn't really matter. Part of the deal. Yeah. Part of the deal. So now you can get a trikini. You can get a bikini or you can get a trikini. The suit of the summer. All right. Well, along the lines of the face mask, I think we have to talk for a moment about Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Face mask game, very strong. <laughs> well, she's always been very fashionable. I and mean, she has, I think that if you look to her, put the politics aside, not talking politics nope, not all at all right now. You just look at the woman, the 80-year-old woman yep. in her sharp-looking modern suits. And what has she done? She has made her face mask part of the outfit. Yep. Every day, a different face mask to match the suit. Most of them appear to be scarves don't they i oh, think a lot i've of, seen well, some i saw one this week where she was wearing like a was it like a purple or magenta suit and she had like a very lovely looking mask that looks like it was made to go with it it was a well, it was a regular some, face but mask. i'm also looking at a um lab i excuse me an orange suit and she had definitely a scarf yeah that was on with that and um a pink suit with a pink mask i mean you know if you got to wear it, and especially you are in the public eye as much as she is, yeah, then you might as well make it part of your outfit right. and make it fashionable. Totally. Know? Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. There's bizarre. We'll, we'll post a link. Um, Harper's Bazaar did a story capturing many of her looks. I mean, you know, she's one of the few people who's been out there. Right. So she said, you know, um, but it, some of them are actual masks. I mean, obviously, every suit she's got, she just ordered a mask to, to go with it. Maybe she well, had extra fabric. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe she's short. And so they said, you know, fabric left over. At the right. bottom. But I think you know, it was funny because like one of the first times I saw her on television, with a scarf around her neck. As she was talking, I thought, oh, I've never seen her wearing scarves. Yeah. And then I realized it was her 
mask right, that right, right. just pulled and out. And then the 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 <laughs> few glimpses we're getting of celebrities right now are out on walks in their neighborhood. Obviously, the paparazzi are still working because yeah. they're still out there with their long lenses trying to capture celebrities as they go for walks. And they do have a few surprises. Yes, more fabric up top on the face, but sometimes you just forget your pants. <laughs> Yeah, it happens, I guess. You know, you're so busy getting the mask on yeah. that you forget to put the pants on. And that's what happened with Sophie Turner, um, Joe Jonas's wife, in case, you know, that's how you identify her. They went out for a walk. He was dressed rather normally in, you know, T-shirt and shorts. And she had, it. to me, it looked like it was his shirt. I don't know. But it was a, like a long man's tailored shirt, long for a shirt, but short for not wearing pants. Yeah. And she... Also, she put it together with pink, fl- pink, fluffy bunny slippers. Right. It was like she literally just got out of bed. When, for, when, the, when the Biebs wants to go for a walk, you just hop up and go. He's not the Biebs. Oh, not You've the Biebs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Jonas, so Jonas, Jonas, whatever. Jonas, Bieber, they're all the kind same. Of the same. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and yeah, her, his wife, um, Haley Bieber, she has been wearing athleisure and... Uh, a cute orange crop tank top that's only six dollars and snakeskin print bike biker leggings that are five dollars she put this outfit together for 11 bucks yeah but when you look like that you can do that that's great that's off. what i was thinking of wearing around the house this week some Probably. snakeskin I, bike shorts i would love to hear the reaction of your that family that is totally what i'm gonna wear what to cl- clean do clean the floors this weekend in Good. my snakeskin bike shorts yep Perfect. there's the idea next hour we're gonna talk to Kristen shane